The vital importance of being earnest. The passage The Vital Importance of Being Earnest is the last scene of the most famous play written by Oscar Wilde, The Importance of Being Earnest. The entire play takes place in England in the in 1890s and it is divided into three acts in which we have an accented climax that reaches its peak exactly in this passage with the discovery of the true identity of one of the protagonists. The plot is rather confusing because it's based on misunderstanding, paradoxes and funny puns all wrapped up in a very effective irony that characterizes Wilde's style in a lot of his works. The names of the characters have a meaning in the play. In fact, the name Ernest is misspelled into Ernest, which, as an adjective, means sincere, while none of the characters have this quality. Another example is the surname of Jack, the protagonist, which is worthy as respectable, which is what is asked to prove in the play. We can say that the choice of words is excelled and probably the main style focus in this particular play, since the irony comes both from the circumstances and the use of solemn language in frivolous situations. As we can see in this passage, when Jack uses it to appear pompous in a paradoxical dialogue with the other characters to emphasize the paradox itself. This strategy is also used by the Italian writer Italo Svevo in his masterpiece Senilità, where the protagonist, Emilio, is indirectly mocked by the author for using a solemn language in dialogues where it's not necessary. The play is about Jack Worthing, a young man who was adopted as an infant and raised in the countryside and his purpose to get married to Gwendolen. Jack, in the countryside, is the guardian of Cecily Cardew, as her grandfather wanted, under the responsibility of the governess Miss Prism. But in town, he has created a fictitious brother called Ernest, a wicked alter ego to avoid his responsibilities and live whenever he wants. Jack proposes to Gwendolyn, who is in love with him too, because she has always dreamed of marrying a man with the inspiring name of Ernest. But Lady Bracknell, her mother, refuses when she discovers that Jack was left in a handbag at the train station. She appears to be very disturbed and asks him to have at least one parrot known before the marriage. This scene represented the arrival of Lady Bracknell at the family's house in the countryside with Gwendolyn. A discussion starts because Lady Bracknell recognized Miss Prism as the nurse who misplaced her little nephew in Victoria Station and left him alone in a black handbag. After hearing the conversation, Jack rapidly goes to look for the bag where he was found, and incredibly they match, so he's now interested in finding more information on his biological parents. After discovering that his mother is indeed Lady Bracknell's sister, he wants to know what was the name of the name they gave him at the christening. He finds out that he was named after his father, who was a general. By looking at the name of all the generals in the army lists of the period, unexpectedly, Jack finds out that his father's name was Ernest, so while lying for the entire play, he was actually telling nothing but the truth. The play ends with Jack saying that he has never been this Ernest, implying not only sincere, but also a real Ernest. In this dialogue, we can understand the personality of the character the characters, uh, mostly from the way that they talk rather than from what they say. Jack talks with a lot of irony. He even mentions the Bible ironically, and in general, from what he says, we can notice a slight amusement in the unfolding enigma around his past. He appears to be a man who doesn't take himself or others too seriously, which explains how easily he transitioned from his true self to his alter ego. On the other hand, Lady Bracknell is Jack's opposite, 
Her responses are always on point and concise, so from what we can imagine, her being an austere woman. Her vocabulary is rich and in some part a little poshy, and with Jack copying her way of talking and make it look funny, the split between the two creates even more irony. The main theme of the play The main themes of the play in general and of this scene are obviously marriage and the use of alter ego or masks to interpret other people while still being one person. About marriage, Wilde adds his own sarcastic interpretation to make fun of the Victorian era conception of marriage and to highlight the hypocrisy that ties it together. Even if the play ends with an happy ending, the audience is left to wonder if the true base of marriage is love or an easy way to reach Uh, an higher social status. The other theme is what makes this play unique, since a great importance is given to appearance. The creation of an alter ego is also used by Stevenson in Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, but with a darker view on the effect of a dualistic personality, and in general, in the, the main focus in this case, is on the painful separation of the two personalities, when, in the importance of being earnest, the changing between one and the other is almost a game. Another example of the development of this theme can be found in the works of the Italian author and playwright Pirandello. In Harry Fourth, for example, we can see the protagonist who decides to fake a mental disorder to live his life as an alter ego, exactly like Jax is choosing to live a part of his life as another person to live better.